time. About four months ago, the pastoral search committee began to meet, and during the past four months, we have uh, set down a fairly rigorous uh, program of how we would evaluate potential candidates for the pastor to this church. We've had some 150 names now that have been suggested to us, and one or more of us have looked at uh, it's a, nearly 100 uh, different resumes that men have sent to us. I think God's grace has been demonstrated to us over and over again. Number one, we've had a lot of candidates. Number two, the candidates who looked the most exciting from the resumes were candidates who chose to complete our application process. And of those um, hundred or so resumes, we've received over 20 completed applications. And again, of those who looked the most exciting, they also were the most excited in us. And we have interviewed one or the whole group of us have interviewed six uh, different men. This Monday, uh, we had a man come into town who uh, we knew would be one of our top candidates from the information we had on him before. We spent uh, one or the committee from the time he arrived Monday at 1 o'clock until someone, uh, Dave Miner, took him to the airport at 10 o'clock, uh, essentially all of his waking hours with one or the group of our committee. And we're impressed that both from God working through the objective means of our, our committee protocol as well as uh, God working in ways that we didn't expect that we felt this was the candidate we wanted to present uh, to the elders and to the body as our uh, prime candidate uh, for uh, pastor. I'm going to um, ask Dale Cox and Marv Rooks to uh, come and give you just a bit of information about him. There's no real need at this point for secrecy except for one very important item. And this man is a pastor of a large church uh, in the in Indianapolis area that does not know of his uh, being here and his uh, intentions uh, as strongly as they are to uh, be leaving that church. And so if anyone knows someone in that area, and that can easily happen, we would want him to be able to tell his church and that not come through some friend of a friend. So that's the only reason for any quietness at this time. The final part of our evaluation process is one that Marv is going to lead us in prayer about, and that is we felt it was important to have someone experience him there in his church and to be able to firsthand interview uh, individuals who could give us uh, some recommendations or some more insight about that. And so uh, now uh, Cheryl Zechrist and Elaine Jones are at his church and um, are talking to uh, individuals there, again, quietly, and individuals on his staff who know that, that he is leaving. He will be here next Sunday morning, and uh, at, after Mar prays, uh, Lon will uh, tell you about the process from here. Uh, I'm also been reminded to ask that at the end of this process, uh, I think Dan Ruhlman has uh, an announcement he needs to make. Marvin doesn't uh, give much more excitement than I do, so uh, maybe... Uh, 
this other Marvin can. So, uh, but we are excited, even though I have trouble sometimes expressing that. But uh, we think we have, uh, in fact, we're positive we've found our man. And I'll just give a few of the specifics of the man, and then uh, Marvin can go through some of the uh, the personal things that we had happen in this uh, long interview. Uh, I think, how many of you have listened to, uh, through the fellowship groups, have heard us share the process? Uh, how many of you have, wait a minute, let me ask you, how many of you have not heard of the process in the, in the fellowship groups? Is there anyone who has not? Okay. So that nearly everyone knows the process, so we, we're not going to go through that again, but, uh, but it's a very, uh, lively and very long and very uh, down in the uh, the real personal things about the man uh, and uh, we've gotten to be uh, pretty good uh, questioners this when uh, you're one against uh, six of us and uh, so we we've gone through the whole uh, process and uh, we believe that that we really have found God's man but I'll, I'll give you just some detail. He's married, has three children. They're all boys, uh, nine, seven, and four. He's, uh, I told someone this morning, he's uh, 36 years old and looks 50. Uh, so, uh, but he has uh, his doctorate. He has a bachelor's, uh, and at the time he was in Ohio University, that's at the time he was converted to Christian and... Uh, and since then, of course, we've got his master's in divinity and, uh, and uh, doctorate in divinity. So uh, the, the academic process and just uh, a very, uh, uh, you know, really sharp individual, which uh, you'll see it immediately. He, uh, he's, he pastored while he was in the process, while he was going to, uh, to, school, <coughs> to school, he was an associate pastor. Uh, and by the way, all of his, the three churches he's been in have been Methodist churches. Uh, and and uh, for those of you who uh, hold that against him, well you, well, you hear the guy, because he's not a typical Methodist, but has been in the United Methodist uh, area since he started preaching. But he, he started off at, with a young adult. He was associate pastor with young adults uh, groups and with youth. And uh, matter of fact, while he was there, he did his doctorate project on uh, and implemented a lay uh, pastoral care team and uh, all the procedures that go with that. So, uh, which uh, I thought was was neat that he's coming here for that particular thing. And uh, then he went as a pastor to uh, another Methodist church, and uh, where they had a sort of a unique situation. Uh, they, they merged three churches together. One was a blue-collar, uh, retired people a congregation. There was a black church that merged. And then there was a, a country church. So they put all three of those together. They were all small. They started off with 103 members and uh, grew it from there to, I think it was 180 people in, in three years. So you can imagine the diversity that he had with those three uh, congregations and, and putting those together in a successful way. Uh, the church he's at now is senior pastor, uh, uh, has been since 1978 till, till the present time. 
and uh, the church has grown from uh, 200 to 900. And uh, it has three services each Sunday morning, and uh, our uh, candidate, uh, he preaches three, or, or teaches all three services five out of six Sundays. So he repeats the three services, and you can see that the uh, the church building evidently won't hold but about the 300 level. So uh, they're they're presently up to the three service area. So, but it has been very successful and grown, and he has you know all of the nice things, the outreach and serving and caring and and all the other things that go along with. It. I thought the uh, from a the, the big thing with him was he and his wife have a real uh, partnership in the church. Uh, you know, she serves with him, and they've gotten into a writing partnership. They write articles for, for magazines. They've written a book, which is to be published soon. Uh, so they, they uh, share, they really are a sharing team as far as the pastoral uh, uh, activities are concerned as well. And, and I'll just share some other things that I've observed, and then Mark can talk about it, uh, what we went through. He's a very uh, a completely dedicated uh, man of God. He's, but underneath all that, he's a very strong, confident, has uh, unbelievable uh, self-confidence. Uh, so there's a real unique mixture in, in, in the guy. <clears throat> very intelligent. Fields questions like you wouldn't believe. I mean, with six of us shooting, he did. He just, he just uh, is super, and has a very uh, consistent philosophy. And he says that he's uh, uh, his, his, in his words, he said his lifestyle is disciplined and consistent. His beliefs are simple and evangelic. So. Uh, uh, you know, he's really uh, the, the kind of person, we've, we won't go into all the details here, but uh, uh, believe me, he, he measures up to, uh, to what we have here, and uh, uh, we think it's just tremendous through all of the, uh, the indications that we've had about him, both uh, spiritually as well as the personal interviews. So we're real excited. And I'll let Marv uh, uh, give you a little bit more detail on the personal part of the man. And his name is Billy Graham. <laughs> Didn't mention that. I tell you, if you don't believe that God works miracles in this day and time, we had this committee of five people that represented every view and, and every interest in this church. And the first thing that uh, Marv told us when we got together is that when we make a recommendation to the elders, it's got to be absolutely unanimous. And, you know, we're not going to go in with any 3-2 votes or 4-1 votes or anything like that. And at the time, I looked around at the various people on the committee and said, how can we do that? You know, how can you ever have any committee, you know, with the derogatory terms that that, you know, word has itself, much less a church committee, do anything unanimous? So we just, we've told you something about the process, about how we really prayed together, and all of us felt that we were not trying to find the best man that we could find, that God had a man picked out. It wasn't, you know, 
who can have the best credentials or who can do this or like an employment agency, but he had a definite man picked out for this church and the process was going to be one of revelation. Uh, revelation to us and revelation to him at the same time. Well, one of the first things that we were concerned about was what, where, where we were going to have any applicants. You know, we've been through such a, you know, turmoil and problems and new building and all this. Would anybody really be interested in it? Well, that, we resolved that very quickly. We just got a floodgate of applications. And I tell you, if, if you could see the quality of people that were interested in this church, uh, I've just been absolutely overwhelmed. I mean, it's like, uh, uh, you know, I, I thought of myself several times like last week that, you know, when I was in high school, what if the five best-looking girls in the high school came up and asked me for a date? What would I do? I'd just, uh, just sort of stand there. And uh, we not only got the five best-looking girls, but we got the homecoming queen, too, that came at the end. And uh, it's just blown me away. Well, we, we got down to, to three that really looked hot. And I'll tell you just a little bit of my experience. I mean, not only in my case, one was not only hot, but I couldn't even sleep the week before. I was so excited about this one guy who is not the candidate. And I just thought, oh, God, you, here he is. And, uh, you know, uh, I was just so excited. And uh, when I heard about this guy last week coming, you know, I'm looking at Methodist, Methodist, and you know, uh, I had to be delivered from the Methodist Church personally. <laughs> uh, you know, I just said, can anything, can anything good come out of Methodism? And uh, so I was late getting there to the meeting, and, and you know, I was, I was trying to be objective, but I, I didn't expect what I saw. And this fella, I tell you, just sort of blended with us. I mean, it was like, you know, we ask all the hard questions, I decided one night that I was just going to go after him tooth and nail and, and just literally threw everything at him we could. Uh, he knows everything about our background. He got more excited when he heard that. Uh, uh, I couldn't believe it. I, uh, he, he, unfortunately, he's schizophrenic. No, no. no. <laughs> but we, we got... You know, we, we, we just, you know, went on with him, and uh, Elaine is kind of our tour guide that, you know, sort of the, the baptism of fire is when, when they come to the building, you know. If they, if they get past that, you know, they're really in. And so Elaine, I, I wish she were, was here to tell you about his reaction, but he's walking around, and here's a guy who is the pastor of the second largest Methodist church in Indiana and is right now talking to churches uh, two and three times our size and you know he has placed our church as the top priority now this is where he wants to come and he walked in this building and Lane said he's walking around like a kid with a new toy I mean look at this over here and this over here and possibility and uh, I think the thing that one of the things that really impressed us is that he became our candidate you know it wasn't like we were interviewing him he was interviewing us too and over these three days, we could tell that it was just really confirmed in his spirit that he was just our man. Uh, I know, we, I, don't, I don't want to keep going on. I, one thing I did want to share with you that, that really impressed me, and there are a lot of things about the three days and impressions I could give you, but one of the most important things to me in evaluating a man is how he treats his wife and what his relationship with his, is with his wife. 
And uh, being in business, one of the things that we look at that I send out a letter a lot with a letterhead on it. And that's kind of me. And I get letters back. And, and they say so-and-so, you know, Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Finner, and Bean. And I mean, it's almost like this is the first thing that someone sees about you that says who you're associated with, you know, who you want to be identified with, and kind of what's important to you. And I saw this thing, and it doesn't, I, I can give his name. I saw this thing come in. The first thing I saw about him was Hunter and Hunter. And I said, oh, the guy's in a, in a practice or something. He's got a partnership, some type of business. Well, he's in a partnership. This is the way he and his wife, you know, identify themselves. And as I got to uh, know him better, he talks about his wife is excited, you know, it, it's like he's just, you know, met her and, and they're just going out on a date or something. He said, Marvin, I don't understand. We just got something going so good and it just doesn't seem to get bad. And I mean, he's going on and on about this and uh, just really the way he relates to her, you know, was, was just made a tremendous impression on me, you know, both in terms of, of their ministry. Uh, uh, one of the things that I, if you came to my house for dinner, one of the impressions that I would make was that if a guy starts talking to me and tries to exclude my wife from the conversation, that is an immediate, you know, I want to hoist up a red flag that there's something wrong, you know, with this evening. And he's the type of guy that, you know, he talks about, I guess he mentioned ten times, my partner is my wife. My partner is my wife. And so that's the kind of guy that, you know, that we were really looking for. We could go on and on. I mean, we're enthusiastic, and I could spend the next hour telling you specific things that he said about our church, uh, you know, about his ministry, but I think the best thing is just for me to end right now, and uh, we'll have a little prayer, and to just really let you come see for yourself next week. So let's bow our head now. Lord Jesus, we are excited about the possibility of perhaps having found the pastor. Uh, I, I just pray right now that you will take everything that we've done and everything that we've said and either rule or overrule. That we have tried to use your wisdom, we've tried to appropriate your mind, we have uh, tried to do our homework and we've tried to do our part to the point that we can and just, Lord, we just ask you at this point to rule and overrule. And we're, we're excited, but if, if this is not your will, we don't want it. We don't want anything that's not in your will. And so I pray right now that you will just bring us to a speedy halt and speak through the members of our body and confirm to us the decisions that we're embarking on. For we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Dale and Marv. Uh, we are at an interesting and exciting point in this entire process. Uh, we really had split up the process into two phases. Phase one was to be the search committee doing exactly what they have done. Uh, we gave them a list of the things that we were looking for in that pastor and the process uh, that we wanted them to go through in selecting that man in wisdom. Uh, and coming back to us with a, rec a unanimous recommendation, and they've gone through that process. Uh, they've completed that assignment excellently, not just well, but excellently, and I think we ought to all thank them for that.
they have literally, and I'm sure this is not at all an exaggeration, spent thousands of man hours uh, searching the countryside and, and, uh, and really going through the real process of true evaluation, uh, and it's exciting. They've completed that phase one. They have made a unanimous recommendation that they are, every one of the members are, are extremely excited about this individual out of all the, the individuals that they evaluated. Uh, as being the man they really feel is the best suited for Northland. And now we're beginning to go into phase two. In phase two, by they will now introduce the body to this man. Uh, and we're doing, going to be doing that. And we're going to start not Sunday, but we're going to start Wednesday night. And Wednesday night, the, the search committee is going to present um, this particular individual in even more detail to all of us who are interested and want to find out more about him even before he comes next Sunday. They're going to make, be making a presentation here at the church at 8 o'clock Wednesday evening. Uh, that time will be the time for you to ask all of the hard questions you'd like to ask about that individual because I guarantee you the search committee has already asked him all of those questions. Uh, I'm confident you will not ask a question they have not already asked. And so please come Wednesday night and we're going to evaluate and they're going to present to the body this particular individual and allow you to interact with them and ask whatever questions you may have relative to him. So when he comes on Sunday, we can concentrate on Sunday getting to know him, not evaluating him, not asking him the hard questions that have already been asked him by the committee, uh, but really just getting to know him and getting to uh, a chance to interact and get a feel for who this man is um, and if we really feel that he's the perfect fit for our body. I'm confident just by the way the, the search committee went through the process that he probably is. Uh, but we'd like you to interact with us and, and go into the process with us now by coming on Wednesday night and understanding and really get to meet this man. Allow the search committee to present him to us. Uh, ask any questions you feel might be pertinent about the man who, who is potentially going to be our pastor. And then on Sunday, really uh, enter into the process of getting to know him as a person. Uh, and in the time in between, I would ask all of us to spend just a, a considerably greater amount of time than even I know you already have in prayer that God would confirm to us in a real, very special and very real way if this is the man who we should call to, to, to come to be our pastor. So I would just urge you and encourage you, as John has encouraged us this morning, to just spend uh, an enormous amount of time in prayer this week about that particular decision that we're about to make. And I would like us to spend just a second right now uh, praying again specifically, even though Marv already has, that God would really uh, encourage us and God would reveal to us unequivocally as a body that this man uh, is or is not the man that he wants to be our pastor. Father, I just come before you uh, struck this morning as you've allowed us to focus on your grace and the way you really do prepare our way before us. And now I pray that you would just uh, continue to do that and you would really reveal to us as individuals who are a united, complete body as we learn more about this individual this week and we get to meet him next Sunday, uh, that you would just give us a sense of unity 
in our hearts about whether or not he is the special man that you've prepared for us as a body. We pray that we'd be in tune to you, that we would look to you for wisdom, uh, that we would really be sensitive to your leading, and not necessarily in what we would like to see, but what you really have prepared for us, and really come before you and let you give us a sense uh, of your special preparation. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.